0: Hey Jailbirds, welcome to Jailbird Chronicles. I'm Brittany and I'm a forensic social worker here to get chatty about criminal justice and some other related topics. And of course, I'll be giving you my perspective from the other side of the barbed wire. Let's get into it. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird because there's also general population units there. So I never fully grasped what the point of it was. But anyway, Moving on. Um, So. She. Made it clear. Which is totally true. Is that the focus is on men. And not on CTF. When these overseeing agencies. Go into these jails. They don't go to CTF. And look at the um, conditions there. CTF to DOC is like the little prized possession. No one can touch it. No one can go there. We just talk about how perfect it is. At the end of the day, it's a jail. And women are not the focus. They're not the focus really in many correctional systems because you could even catch me when referring to incarcerated people. A lot of the times I say he or the guys or whatever, Because there's so many more men who are incarcerated than there are women that women kind of get drowned out and forgotten about. And she actually mentioned women and trans, um, transgender women. But there isn't a lot of focus put on the needs of women in correctional facilities. More of the focus goes to men. And I understand that because there's a higher population of men than there are of women who are incarcerated. But still, we can't leave women's needs out. They're there as well. She also said, which I, you know, definitely agree with, is that we have places like this in the U.S. She was talking about how she watched Locked Up Abroad and she was like it's terrible that you would think in a country that's seen as being so developed we have jails and conditions in jails that are the same if not worse than they are in less developed countries. Isn't that crazy? Like America is really looked at as this wonderful place but like we cannot get it together. That's a whole other conversation. Let's move on. So I talked about um, the treatment, a little bit about the treatment of staff, about poor security measures, poor search measures, um, and how You know, after two years of DOC having these stay-in-place orders to minimize the spread of COVID, and COVID continuously running rampant through the jails on both sides, infecting and reinfecting incarcerated people and staff, don't you think after two years, maybe you'll sit back and say, hmm. We've been doing this for two years and it doesn't work. Maybe we should try something else. To not do that after two years is complete negligence. You are allowing inhumane conditions. Allowing inhumane conditions that you are aware of. That other people have made aware to you. And you continue them. Instead of opening up your mind and maybe doing some research. Maybe having some conversations. And doing something that might be more effective. I mean, what do you have to lose? What you've been doing for two years isn't effective. What would the difference be if you tried something new and it wasn't effective? It's not like what you're doing is working anyway. But the director of the CIC, Donald Isaac. He talked highly about um, his plans to properly oversee the jail and make sure that conditions are improving. So for those of you that don't know, the CIC is responsible. They're an independent agency from DOC. However, they're all D.C. government, if you follow what I'm saying. I'm not going to get too into that. Anyway, um, so they are responsible for... From monitoring and reporting on conditions of jails throughout the country. But he is the director just of the D.C. um, part of it. Um, He talked about being excited about the information exchange with the new director of D.O.C. Um, I did a episode um, a few episodes back about leadership, and I talked about how The former D.C. D.O.C. director um, uh, stepped down after those reports from U.S. Marshal Service came out about the inhumane conditions at the jail, Um, and he kind of wasn't seen or heard until we found out that he had um, resigned. And then Mr. So. Councilmember Charles Allen said that the CIC should be there monthly, especially with the lockdowns. The stay-in-place orders for COVID that continue and continue and continue, but don't stop or slow down the spread of COVID. Anywho... So the CIC reported that they had gone to CCB. Um, They said that they noticed that it was understaffed. There was constant flooding. um, It's not wheelchair accessible. And there's no mattresses. Just like that woman from Who Speaks For Me said in the beginning. There's no mattresses. And there's no timeline to maintenance orders. The CIC's recommendations, brace yourself people. Brace yourself jailbirds, brace yourself. The recommendations in response to these findings were to hire staff. You you got one. And to make accessible cells. Um... How does your recommendations address constant flooding? There not being a timeline to maintenance. There not being mattresses on those slabs of metal that are bolted to the wall. How does that address anything? And I'm glad that Council Member Charles Allen actually said that before. Your findings don't, uh, your recommendations do not address the findings. They don't. So Director Isaac said that the reports are, um, the reports on their findings and, and recommendations are available within 120 days of inspection. He said that he feels it's too long and he's trying to make it sooner but that's the standard. And Councilman member Charles Allen said it's a 12 page report. Seven months is a long time. And I agree. <laughs> okay. So for people who went to college even people who went to high school especially people who went to grad school. A 12-page report doesn't take seven months. It's not that hard to put together a 12-page paper of what you saw and what you think should happen in response. No excuse, especially when you have a whole team of people that you just bragged about and a social worker on there. So apparently DOC's response to CIC findings is that they're going to be... They're, they have hiring initiatives, new contracts for food, which CIC didn't even say anything about food, but whatever. Um, and raise maintenance as an issue. So prior to Quincy Booth leaving... As the um, director of DOC, he apparently made a commitment to CIC to allow them to make unannounced visits in the jail, which clearly they hadn't been doing because they hadn't even been to CTF in a year. And they were only making quarterly visits. If someone says you can make unannounced visits, take advantage of it. Unannounced visits are the best visits. That's when you're going to see the most stuff. But see it as quickly as possible because word's going to start to spread that you're in the building and then things are going to be a little skewed. So Council Member Allen really stressed the need um, to respond to the public and CIC's commitment to the public. Apparently CIC's last report was in January from a visit that they did in May. Do you know how much stuff changes between May and January? Like, that's ridiculous. You really needed between May and January to write a paper that's not even relevant anymore in January because so many months have passed? Come on. Apparently CIC has not been to CCB since May 2021. And if you're waiting that much time between going to the jail and doing the inspection... And writing up your little report. How can you tell if things have been corrected? Councilmember Allen said, and I totally agree. CIC is way too hands off. The issues are too severe to go once a year. Once a year. You're supposed to be overseeing these people. Alan is right. You should be in there at least once a month. Every facility. Tell your great staff to go out there and do their job. I'm sure they have enough time if, if, you know, they have seven months to write up a 12-page paper. That sounds like a lot of free time to me. No offense. I know that everyone, you know, puts together papers at a different speed, but come on, seven months to talk about what you saw and what you think should happen? Come on, get a grip. So Alan asked when um, CIC is going to CCB again, and that even though there's a new director, that the agreement that CIC had with the old director to be allowed to make unannounced visits should still be honored. Um, Apparently there is an inspection scheduled for the end of March, 2022. And they will be, and uh, Director Isaac said that they will be presenting the schedule for inspections to Director Faust later that day. Why are you so unprepared? You knew this meeting was coming. Why didn't you have the schedule prepared? Why don't you have a schedule prepared? You only go quarterly. Like, shouldn't you have that prepared a year in advance? Shouldn't it just be regular scheduling? If that's how little you're going into these facilities... Charles Allen said that there's value in unannounced visits, 100%. People act different when they know that you're coming. All of a sudden, the director and deputy directors are there with smiles on their faces, like as if they've been in those jails the whole time. Like as if they've been on those floors and in those units the whole time. Like as if they're really connected to what's going on in those buildings. Council Member Allen was very frustrated. Um, And I only say that he was because he expressed that he was very frustrated. Um, He said that he feels like the CIC's role has been completely incredibly passive so like I said before the public oversight hearing in November was prompted by the report that the U.S. Marshals made about how um the D.C. jail did not even meet the minimum human the the minimum standards for it to be a humane environment um So Councilmember Allen asks, you know, what role does CIC have um, so that it didn't get to the point of, you know, the U.S. Marshals coming in and making that report and then taking away D.C. residents out of those jails who were under the U.S. Marshal and bringing them to Pennsylvania? What role did the CIC have in making sure that those buildings were up to par so that this didn't happen, so that this disruption didn't have to happen, so that all of this didn't have to happen, so it didn't have to be and continue to become even more humane. And not surprising to me, of course, we didn't get an answer. Director Isaac said that the CIC has no role in inspections made by the court order. That's not what the question was. The question was, why are you so passive? Why did you, what, what role did the CIC have leading up to that? You should have been doing inspections. You should have been reporting honestly about, inspec- about what you inspected. You should have been enforcing your position that DOC had to make changes that directly respond to what you uncovered. And what's the real kicker about that is that the U.S. Marshals' findings were similar to the CIC's findings. So the CIC had these findings and were being totally passive with DOC and instead of enforcing their role to make sure that these things were being addressed, they took a step back. They didn't do their job and they failed a lot of people. Charles Allen asked, why was the CIC not waving the red flag then? They're a local independent entity And Director Isaac's answer was the reporting agency is under no obligation to respond. And not only was the CIC's passiveness and failure to hold DOC accountable for making humane conditions in the jail, and not only was DOC a complete fail for allowing conditions to get that bad and be that bad and remain that bad. Because of all of that, D.C. residents under the U.S. Marshal were moved out of that jail into a jail that's in Pennsylvania. There were complaints that when they got transferred to the jail in Pennsylvania they were placed in isolation their commissary benefits had not been transferred there were steam pipes in the cells that made it incredibly hot charles member allen asked if the women will receive visits moving forward from the CIC, and if they'll stop failing women, if they'll stop failing the people who are assigned to units in CTF. Director Isaac said that all upcoming scheduled visits are for men, but he'll add women. Gee, thanks. Councilmember Allen talked about how real time monitoring in DC and BOP facilities is needed so that action can be taken real time. Not I did an inspection today and I'll have the um and I'll have the report for you on my findings and my recommendations seven months from now. And by the way, my recommendations aren't even gonna directly respond to my findings. I'm just going to put words on some papers and send it to you and act like it took me seven months to do it. And after that whole spiel of Director Isaac talking about how great his staff is, how diverse his staff is, he says that he needs more resources for staff so that they could do unannounced visits and they need enforcement power to respond. But the CIC has the capability to respond that. They're the independent entity to do that. That's their job. Why do you need permission to do your job? But one thing that Director Isaac said that stood out is that DOC is not used to being held accountable. Yeah, they're not used to being held accountable because the CIC, who's the independent entity who's supposed to be holding them accountable, doesn't. You throw your hands up in the air and let them get away with everything. Of course they're not used to being held accountable. You're the one who's supposed to be holding them accountable and you admitted that you don't. Councilmember Allen, I mean, he really impressed me during this meeting because I mean back in November I'm not I, I wasn't unimpressed by him council member Allen said that he acknowledges the limitations of the CIC but the length of time and no sense of urgency to do the inspections and get the reports out is deeply concerning the CIC needs to look at underlying statutes. The CIC has functions that others don't. And they, and the CIC has the most amount of ability to make change in the local jails. The CIC is who we're supposed to be relying on to make these changes, to enforce these changes, to hold DOC accountable that discussion with council member, Charles Allen and, um, Mr. Isaac ended and they brought a panel on to, you know, discuss some of the conditions that are happening at DC jail. And one person said, hiring more correction officers and having more inspections are not the answer because of the culture. There is a culture. DOC has not been held accountable the correction officers, the staff, but mostly the management. Sometimes I'm in disbelief that a place that I worked at for two years, that gains so much scrutiny from the media. Rightfully so, but you know, sometimes the media doesn't get the story correct, but... This place that has been deemed inhumane, it has nothing on the way the jail in DC is run. I don't even know how that could be possible. How the jails in our nation's capital could have cultivated such a culture that is so corrupt. And by that I mean people are so focused on the status of the... That, the position they're in brings that they don't feel like they need to be in touch with the facilities that they have been given to keep safe, to keep humane. It is by far the worst cultural and cultural work environment I have ever been exposed to. And remember, I came from Rikers Island instead of using your position to really make needed changes and to really and to really service the people in your custody and to protect and be advocates for your staff and to really listen to your staff because they're the ones on the floor For a supervisor to not even know that cells in two buildings do not lock. I'm at a loss for words. I'm at a loss for words to like use to adequately describe what the culture is there. And this woman is correct. Hire whoever you want. Hire 5,000 more people. You're just hiring them to be in this place where there is already such a warped culture so that they can just be part of that culture and now you add more people to the culture without solving any problems. There is a need for staff but there is a bigger need for accountability. Join me next week, jailbirds. There's way more to this and I'm gonna get into what happened when it was DOC's turn to respond to the public and to the council. That's all I have for you today, jailbirds, but no worries. New episodes are available on Spotify and Anchor every Thursday morning just in time for your morning commute. And you can always get chatty with me on Instagram and TikTok at Jailbird Chronicles and on Twitter at Jailbird Be safe, Jailbirds.